Podcast. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, Radiohead, there's some Radiohead news out there. What's the Radiohead news? The puzzle. Oh, the puzzle. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to talk about a puzzle now. Yeah. We're, this is actually the puzzle episode. So strap in. Good. <laughs> we're going to talk about a fucking puzzle. Yep. Um, I got an email from Waste, which is uh, Radiohead's merch thing um mm-hmm. i don't know why they call it waste it's probably some like edgy thing they came up in like came up with in like the ben's era it kind of sounds like a hail of the thief thing like it's probably got like a bush centric acronym <laughs> you know i don't know w- weapons of mass destruction uh are stupid times 11 waste yeah yeah that's it <laughs> got that's it, it. <laughs> anyway i got an email from waste uh and it was basically just like it, it read, read like Stanley Donwood personally sent me this email and was like, "Yeah, please buy my puzzle." Uh, it got to puzzle me, in it. Actually, I think they me, say that in the. Hold on, I'm gonna look up like the the ad copy because I really. Oh, li- here it is. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, not jigsaw falling into place. No, I want the. <laughs> I mean, that's not far off uh, Google, but um, it really is a jigsaw falling into place. So. The new puzzle, which could have been the title of this podcast, is Radiohead Fragmentary Time Waster. <laughs> <laughs> like, that could have been what we called the the show. Um, I really like this this tweet of theirs. So they, they have a pre-order for a thousand-piece puzzle, and here's what they have to say about it. Bored? Got nothing to do? Fed up? Nothing on the TV? No way! What are you gonna do? Gonna get a jigsaw in it. <laughs> Just like something we'd say to make fun of them, but they <laughs> but said he it. went and did it, right? Uh, it goes on. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. A radio the famous head jigsaw, radio head song, right? A radiohead jigsaw has it got loads and loads of pieces? A thousand. Is it really <laughs> difficult? And will it take ages? I reckon so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Is it affordable? Depends on your finances. <laughs> I do think that's funny. It's funny, but that makes me feel like it's like a hundred pounds or something. Um, what? Oh, this text is really small. Is there a chance you could still be bored after completing it? Yeah, probably. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Whoever's doing the uh, Radiohead like communications via waste, uh, it's probably Stanley making these images. I would assume. Uh, yeah, it's got Stanley written all over it. Yeah, this is this is some Stanley bullshit. Um, is very it's a very cheeky lad oh super cheeky uh also uh the jigsaw puzzle is 35 dollars. well that's cheaper than one of their t-shirts actually right by five dollars <laughs> right. cheaper than one of one of their t-shirts I still i'm still salty about that because i want i want an in rainbows shirt but i'm there's no way I'm spending $40 on it. But I can plus see shipping. myself... Yeah, plus shipping from England, so it's going to be like a million dollars. So, But like I could see myself spending 35 bucks on a limited edition thousand-piece Radiohead puzzle. What's the image here? This looks familiar. What is this from? That is the uh, front of Comlag, uh, which is, an, a, I believe, a Japan-only EP. 
that was eventually released worldwide from Hail to the Thief era. Okay, yeah, okay, that's where, yeah. So that's it's, the, it's, the artwork. The puzzle is the comlag 2 plus 2, two equals five. fun. I forgot the rest of it. Is 5, right? Yes. Um. So I guess we have to buy it, right? We do, and we have to complete it together. Right. So I'm moving to California at the end of the month. Not to L.A., uh, but to the Bay Area, which is a million miles away. Um, plus, there's COVID still. But eventually, yeah. I think we should do like a live stream of us putting together this puzzle. I think so, too. I, I feel like I should buy it for podcast purposes. And then you come over, or yep. I go over there, and we put together this puzzle on Twitch or something. Yeah. You know what's also a big waste of time? Uh, what? Another episode of Picking Up Something Good, a limited event prestige podcast Ooh. about Radiohead. My name is Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. That was a long intro. Yeah, well, it was important. We had to cover it. Yeah, we had to cover the puzzle or else Sean was going to send us the gun. <laughs> right, people need to know. Oh, I hate when he sends the gun. <laughs> it's a big threat. How does he keep getting all these guns? Well, it is America. Hi, I'm Nikki Flowers. I play music as Nikki Flowers, and uh, I also host Picking Up Something Good. You do? Yeah, sometimes. I thought this was the first one. Nope. We've been doing this for like a year now. (laughs) Oh, shit. No, almost exactly a year. We're getting there. Um, Didn't we start last July, like July 2019, right? Yeah, like the end of July 2019, but we recorded it, I believe, late June, possibly. Oh, yeah. Well, it's come full circle, people. We're back at the beginning, and we're back to... Pablo Honey. No. God. (laughs) Can you imagine uh, if you had to hear uh, Pablo Honey again? I don't want to. Like what that would be like? What what? What with, with everything going on these days in these unprecedented times? I think I would shoot Pablo myself. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up, I think I would I would die. Here's the thing. Uh, unfortunately, we are no closer to finding the Pablo Honey baby, and that is Ugh. we set out like we were so we were gonna do it, and like we 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 felt so uh, like we thought we had a couple leads. Like I thought I found the photographer, but then he never got back to me, and. I don't think it's the right person. And then I tried emailing the the baby on the Nevermind cover, and he also never got back to me because he's probably busy. He's probably still in the pool with his little dick out. With his little dick out. I don't know. Yeah. We're still working on it. Maybe. Maybe we'll get there. I don't know. We'll see. But that's not what today is, uh, is all about. No. We're talking about the yob today. E. O. B. Yabbers, uh, poggers, um, <laughs> today we are, okay, before we start, yeah. I should say that we've tried to do this episode before. Oh yeah, this is, this is take two of the Earth by EOB, aka Ed O'Brien, aka the artist formerly known as Ed. Aka the Edster, aka uh, Edster. King E, aka Ecstasy. OBB. Um, yeah, we tried to do this a couple days ago, but... Um, some technical difficulties popped up, and by technical difficulties, I mean I ate an entire Little Caesars pizza before recording, and it made me just it. Te- I told like a off-color joke about fascism, I think, and you were just you were just gone. You were like I was gone. Yeah, I told a super. We struggled to describe <laughs> a Banksy painting for maybe ten minutes. Right. <laughs> We got to the 18 minute mark and you were like, do we want to just do this later? And then I fell asleep 
It was like we did. We started it at like six. I fell asleep at seven p.m. and then woke up at three a.m. Like I was just like, I'm gonna take a nap now. <laughs> and I woke up at three a.m. Like, oh fuck. Hell, that shit will do it. Do that to you. Like the little Caesars will get you. Oh man, you know, ugh, don't even get me started on the cheese bread that I got through the next day. But we're back. I ate a sensible breakfast and then um Hideo Kojima uh made monster energy into a real thing and I had two of those mm. the death and now you have juice. to piss right like you just piss and then like the like the uh mushrooms come out is that is that really what happens okay so in death stranding um you piss so you drink monster energy it's in a canteen and you can either piss it out and have a mushroom come out and if everybody pisses on the same spot the mushroom gets bigger and bigger and it brings like you know like extra crypto biotes which give you stamina or you can yeah i So what you can do either besides that is go to your private room and you can use the bathroom. You can take a piss and a shit uh-huh. uh, and you can make grenades out of your piss and shit. Okay. All right. Um, someone has to stop Kojima. <laughs> this is this is no good. As somebody who uh, played 80 hours of Death Stranding, I know the story of Death Stranding like the back of my hand. That is to say, not at all. Yeah, it seems a little little incomprehensible I've, i saw like a couple live streams of it and like it seems like not like a bad game it just seems it's fun uh, it just seems exhausting <laughs> <laughs> there's one there's one clip i saw today that was like the um uh the main uh main protagonist man is on a beach with girl woman man um and there and she's like we have to run along the beach like mario and princess beach <laughs> Oh yeah, that that is, does that is real. It happens in the game. That's a real and that's quote. also yeah. That's also both his mom and his sister. Jesus. Okay, we need to move on. I'm getting pissed <laughs> off about this. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's let's. Uh, we're discussing the Yob today. Um, Yobby. It is the first uh, Radiohead album, or Radiohead adjacent, or Radiohead and their associates album, mm-hmm. uh, to come out during quarantine. Um, yeah, and during the, out... the life of our podcast, yeah. Yeah, well, no, Anima came out. Oh, right, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, uh, but uh, it came out on my birthday, April 17th of this year, 2020. Um, shout out to April. Shout out to April. Remember that? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't remember the month of April. That basically didn't happen. That's when I think I got maybe COVID. <laughs> Do you remember that? I do. I do remember that you like. I don't you remember got really if, sick. Yeah, I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast, but I don't. I it was either the worst flu of my life or mild COVID because I that was the, like my fever got to be like dangerous. Yeah, and I think we had to like stop doing episodes for a little while because you. I couldn't get out of bed for like a week. Yeah. So April, shout out to April. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, Ed, our good boy Ed, also got COVID. Yeah, he did get the vid. Um, he, he, he got coved. Um, and I remember he announced it. He got coved. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Trump is orange. What? Uh, baby hands. Little uh, hands. Um, am I Cheeto. right? <laughs> Catch me on Saturday Night Live, uh, oh. tomorrow. Anyway. Kate McKinnon, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they, um, so uh, Ed O'Brien announced his COVID diagnosis on Instagram, which is like the weirdest place to do it. You'd think <laughs> you would put out like a message on radiohead.com or you would put it out literally anywhere else. Like you would do like an actual like a press, press release. release. Yeah. Yeah. But he was just like, oh, I got COVID. I'm sick, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm quite coughing. <laughs> and that was it, kind of. Yeah, so that was, um, was that during, like, was he supposed to go on tour? Well, I guess nobody was going on tour in April, right? No, like, no, nobody. Well, he was in, he was doing tours then. Oh, like, probably in the months before he was, like, doing stuff, right? Yeah, like, in late March, well, not late March, because everything was gone. Yeah. But it was in, like, early March that he was still doing shows. Do you think that's when he got sick? Probably. Like, he got it in, like, most likely... Hmm. Ah, here he is. Uh, no, it was actually March 23rd that he got the the Rona. Ah. Uh, and it was a post where he says, Hi, everyone, I've been at home with flu-like symptoms for a number of days now. <laughs> Uh, it is most probably the coronavirus. I've lost my sense of smell and taste, and it's been like a dose of flu. Ugh. I'm in good spirits and getting better. I haven't been tested because it's not really available, and I think the tests are more important and valuable for the vulnerable in our community. King, actually. Um, you uh, dropped your big-ass <laughs> crown, Ed. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Uh... And he says, I'm expecting a full recovery and I'm, of course, self-isolating. Take care of yourselves and one another. S- sending love and strength, Ed X. You know how British people love to end sentences with X. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he just, he got coronavirus 12 weeks ago. And, Ooh, and be- right before the album came out, too. Yeah, like, that was, that was probably an experience. Yeah, I mean, I still don't know if I have COVID because I, I don't know if I can get testing... Well, I mean, I can, but I, my insurance, there's a whole, I live in America. My insurance is a mess, so I don't know if I can get testing or like if they can check my antibodies or whatever, but oh boy, it is, it was rough. It was, I gotta say, I've never had a flu like that. It might've been COVID. That was probably COVID. Ugh. So I, I, I can tell you from experience, it is, it's, it's no thousand piece Radiohead puzzle. Let me tell you. <laughs> like that's a cakewalk. Oh, uh, I can do that with my eyes closed. Are we ready to talk about, um, are we ready to go to, to go to earth? Earth. You know, cause we're not on earth right now, right? No, we're in COVID town, baby. That's Forget COVID it, Jake. Town. It's COVID town. Uh, my favorite thing, uh, about this album. And I want to say this right now, uh, is something else that I found on Ed O'Brien's, uh, Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is one quote that I guess summarizes the entire album and puts everything in context. Uh, this quote is from Ed O'Brien. It's a picture of him sitting in front of his guitar, uh, his hair looking like a wet dog. Right. Um, mics and everything, pedal board. That's his, um, signature. He's just Yeah. (laughs) He looks like, like Nathan Drake had a couple years off. Yeah, like, like Tom, (laughs) Tom is the shy one. Johnny's the cute one. Colin is the responsible one. Uh, father. Phil is the goofy one. And and Ed is the wet one. He's the he's damp. He's a damp man. He's a damp damp man. Uh, anyway, this quote it's it's a very quick quote. He says, "In 2007, I said to everybody in Radiohead, Fuck in you. five years time, <laughs> I'm out of he here. I quit." <laughs> he said, "I said to everybody in Radiohead, in five years time, I want to go and live in Brazil." Oh, why? Why five years? 
I don't know, but it's so funny to imagine Radiohead in like a performance space and like a rehearsal space. Yeah. Quiet, just checking their email, maybe having lunch. Um, you yeah. know, Colin is feeding Johnny. Um, with in his little high chair. In his, his little high chair. <laughs> uh, and unannounced, in the like breaking silence, Ed just says, mm, five years, I want to go to Brazil." And just con- t- continued silence. They're like, "All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> good luck with that in 2012." Sure. He's just, he's, Ed's just sitting there like, saw that Terry Gilliam flick. I gotta tell you, I think I gotta go to Brazil now. <laughs> that theme song really sold me. <laughs> the movie Brazil and the real Brazil are the same thing, he said. Yeah. He thought it was set uh, in Brazil. He wanted, to, he wanted to use those funny computers with the big magnifying glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why he went, and that's why he wrote this whole album. Yeah, this is what it's which all I about. Which I think... I think we're ready to talk about now. Yeah, this is Earth by by EOB. EOB, not Ed O'Brien. It's specifically by EOB, which is because I mean, it's Ed, but yeah, EOB is I guess a band, just yeah. like how tomorrow, how tomorrow's modern boxes is a band, but it's also the I don't know. Ah, oh, fucking don't even get me started on that. That confused the hell on me last time. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm still wor- I'm still working through the tomorrow's modern boxes thing. Um, but this is Ed O'Brien as EOB playing the album Earth, starting with Shangri-La. Ooh, it is the um, the Electric Light Orchestra song, right? It's a cover? Yes. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a remix. He will the, never return to the Shangri-La. No. He was he was banned. <laughs> so uh, what is Shangri-La? I, I, I hear that a lot in pop culture. Is it a place? So according to um, according to Genius, uh, the phrase Shangri-La refers to an imaginary place, a utopia, as described in British author James Hilton's 1933 novel Lost Horizon. Mm. Um, here's my thing. Uh, it's a British novel written by a dude in 1933. Yeah. It's probably it's racist. probably super racist. Hold on, let me... <laughs> let's just look up Lost Horizon. Yep, there it is. It's in Tibet. Yep, it's almost definitely guaranteed to be racist. Uh, Shangri-La has become synonymous with any earthly paradise, particularly a mythical Himalayan utopia, a permanently happy land isolated from the world. The name also evokes the imagery of the exoticism of that. Hmm. I don't know. Don't know about that one, chief. (laughs) I mean, it's not Ed's fault, but it's definitely this guy's fault. I mean, because it's a British thing. Yeah. When you're in Britain, you're gonna you just you're just passively just the worst person. Like even if yeah. you, you try your best. Like British people love to be like either turfs or extremely racist. Or both when they're just, you know, feeling kinda bored and wanna go on BBC and tell a bunch of lies. I don't know what it is. Like what the there's like a we have one British listener, uh Kira if you're listening. Uh, yeah, um, um thank you for being such an active uh participant in this little community despite the fact that we are just constantly trashing on your 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 home. <laughs> um what what why are they why are they like that? What anyway, what that, caused Britain to be like that? Is it That's a like, yeah, that's... Oh, I, I don't think we can answer that. We, we've done this podcast for a year, and we still haven't gotten to the bottom of it. But we, we should talk about Shangri-La, the song. 
It's the it's the water in the WC, which is what they call the toilet. Um, God, everything is just there are backwards people. <laughs> what do you think of this song? <laughs> um, this started and immediately I was like, oh, he pulled out the fun computer for this one. This is the fun computer. This is like where the computer on Kid A was like about misery. Yeah. Um, and, but that was the old computer, and the new computer now is like this is Ed's kind of sultry. Yeah, yeah, this is Ed's. It's a different computer. He's playing Bloons Tower Defense on MiniClip.com on this computer. This one's got a graphics card. Oh, you know it does. It's got Where that the... fucking... The 3D graphics are so sweet on this one. Oh, God, yeah. He can play Motocross Madness without any stuttering. Nothing. He can play nothing. Crisis. He... he can play Crisis, and it's and it's like nothing to the computer. That's how fun oh. it is. Yeah, he can play Half-Life 2. Uh, which is a very outdated method <laughs> of describing how good your computer is. Yeah, that's that's like, I can run Doom. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think of the song, though? Like, what, what's what's your what's your take? It's like a fucking, like, it reminded me of a Blur song. Like, not a particular one, but it's, like, very 90s Brit poppy. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. It's very what Radiohead said they weren't in the early 90s. Yeah, it's like he's going back... To the time he's not going back though. No, he's not. No, he's he's not. <laughs> but like he's he's gesturing at like this is what Radiohead could have been if we were creatively bankrupt in the nineties. <laughs> not that Blur was bad, but like the, the Radiohead like was was like yeah we're from Britain but we're doing shit differently. And Ed's like, what if I did something differently by going back to Blur? This is like if Pop is Dead was a good song. Hmm. Yeah. I, what could have been i think this song is just like it's a nice summer vibe and you know he intended this to be like a good summer song as if that's happening but <laughs> summer got canceled summer <laughs> summer got canceled summer was problematic we dug up summer's old tweets we canceled it but uh but he's got he's still got those summer vibes which mm-hmm. i appreciate um also uh, the the thing that really struck me is that it's so weird to hear his voice front and center because he's always doing backup Vox. He's doing Ed. He's all singing Ed, the words Ed. He's singing the yeah. words Ed underneath Tom. And like, I didn't realize how, um, like how much I recognized his vo- Like, cause he's not, he's not like buried in the mix and Radiohead songs when he's doing backups, but like hearing him front and center is like, Oh it's that's him that's ed i've heard him before <laughs> that's that's my guy ed i actually didn't know what ed sounded like properly until this came out right yeah no so i, I listened to earth and i went back and and i forget what album i was listening to of radioheads but like I, I could like pick him up in the background now like i was like yep there's my boy yeah my favorite thing about ed is that he's not afraid to be goofy uh and he's not afraid to be cool um well much like tom york is uh tom york is very afraid to be goofy and cool uh, i don't think it's a fear i just think he's like that's not for me (laughs) yeah i'm the shy one i'm not the fun one (laughs) he actually um before quarantine happened he sat down on instagram and taught people how to play um i think it was ed at least taught people how to play creep (laughs) ed yeah ed taught people how to play creep uh, I don't think Tom guitar. liked that at all. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I saw that and I was like, Tom wants to know that guy's location. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also, like, 
aren't there enough YouTube videos of that already? I guess it's cool to learn it from one of the Radiohead guys, but like, I think people know how to play Creep. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't because I don't really play guitar, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, oh my this god, this song's good. Wait, <laughs> okay, so yeah, this song's good. It's fun. I've said all I've said about it. While we're on the subject of Creep, can we talk about the cover you sent me the other day? Oh god. Can we I have I a story about that cover? I I got we got to talk about that YouTube channel. There's I think you can describe it best. Okay, so I was on the Radiohead subreddit the other day as I do. Mm-hmm. Um just looking for shit to um to subject Nikki to. God, it was really um, just yeah. And this person, um YouTube user Hildegard von Blingen. God, uh, and ugh, I hate that. Blingen is said exactly the way, spelled exactly the way that you think it is. Um, Hildegard here um, had a channel where he does uh, medieval covers of songs. It's like just such Renfair trash of like, it's it's the equivalent, it's it's like the Renfair equivalent of, of white people covering rap songs on ukulele. It's awful. And he did a creep cover, which was like... It just, it was just like on a fucking, what are the, like, a lute, right? It was like played on a lute and like all the, it was like all the these and thous and just. Here's what I'm getting. I I never thought I could hate something from Pablo Honey more than I did. So there's a Nerdist article about it because they kept posting the Nerdist article because I'm assuming that Hildegard von Blingen paid people to post this on the Radiohead subreddit because they were (laughs) sick of it too. Right. Um, So the first couple sentences of this um article uh youtuber and maker of bardcore music hildegard von blingen i hate it fuck off it's not 2007 anymore we can't just be we can't be making bardcore we can't that's That's, god that's that's a decemberist album yeah that we've we've already covered that like (laughs) 10 years ago when just fuck off god Hildegard von Blingen created a medieval version of Radiohead's hit song, Creep, and it is hauntingly brilliant. No! And also kind of hilarious because of all the these and thous that have been newly inserted into the song's lyrics. It's not! That's not what a joke is. That's not what humor is made of. That's... Ugh. God. I just wanted wanted to get that off my chest. If you want to listen to it, open it in like a fucking incognito window. Like, don't... Isn't there like a way... You can, um, there's like a service online where you can like paste a link and then it will go to there and like won't, it won't add like a page count or like won't add to the ad revenue. Do something like that. Like just, I want the, the, the depravity of the internet disgusts me and I need yeah. you to like bardcore, bardcore. I God. hate it and I hate to think about it. Anyway, I felt like we had to complain about that. Anyway, that's Shangri-La. Uh, Shangri-La is a good song. It's good. <laughs> okay. Second song. Um, Brazil. We're going to Brazil now. Something, something, something chill. Uh, I, for, I, don't, I don't know any of the lyrics. Yeah, it's fun. Um, you know who did bass on this song? Oh, is it? Is it our boy? It's not Michael. It's Colin? It's Colin. Ah, oh, he's back. Single dad Colin found Father some time. of the year. Yeah, he uh, did this. He did the, the bass on this. 
and this was the first single from the album also. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So, wait, so you, you mentioned in 2007, he told Radiohead that in five years he wanted to go to Brazil. He ended up doing that, right? He ended up doing that. Uh, and I guess he demoed this song in 2013. While, while he was in Brazil. How long while was he, he was in, in Brazil. How long was he there? No clue, because there was nothing about him living in Brazil, like, in those intervening years. Like, I never heard, Ed O'Brien's in Brazil, but also, like, I wasn't keeping track. And also, that's not really news. <laughs> like, oh, cool, he's in Brazil. Good good for him. Glad he's And he, he could have done the I thing guess. where he, like, goes from Brazil to England, because, like, he he's in Radiohead, and... In, I don't know if you knew that, uh, but oh. in the time that this album... Oh, that's why we're talking about him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's not some rando. Gotcha. So in the time that this was happening, that he would have been in Brazil, Radiohead were all up on their like reduced carbon footprint stuff, which means that he wouldn't have taken a jet back and forth unless he's a hypocrite. Oh, <gasps> that's true. Hypocrite that's that a, he is. That's possibly. a threat. <laughs> uh, so he just like chilled in Brazil for a while? I guess. To do what? Brazil I don't know. stuff? Uh, have a have some cheese? Is that what they're known Are for? Are they known for cheese? I, mm, I don't know. I think you're thinking of Wisconsin. <laughs> Same place. Um, um, but as for the song, mm-hmm. here's what I think about it. It's kind of boring. It is. It is. It kind of doesn't do anything. And lyrically, it's, I don't know. It's kind of toothless altogether. Like, the lyrics are kind of generic. Like, it could be about anything. He's not really singing about Brazil. He's not like, here's what I've seen in Brazil. Let me tell you the sights and sounds of Brazil. There's no, like, well, that was like a show tune. Um. (laughs) Max Payne 3 takes place in Brazil. Yeah. (laughs) Let me recount the plot of Max Payne 3. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I listen I to that. Did, I 100% would love to see anybody from Radiohead cover uh, just the basic plot elements of Max Payne 3, <laughs> a game that I played once and when it came out and didn't play again because it was one of those late-gen games that ran at 15 frames per second. Frames per second. That's gamer talk. So welcome to gaming up something good. Uh, <laughs> no, we can't. We've already talked about Death Stranding. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, uh, Brazil. First time I heard this song, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. I was very bored. Uh, and the single that came before this actually was there was a teaser single called Santa Teresa. Hmm. Um, That's not on the album. No, it's not. It was very, uh, it was like Tree Fingers 2. But I will show that to you later at a, at a later date. Okay. Um, it is, it's, a, it's kind of a boring song. Uh, I can, I get why it's on here. But I mean, he I went don't... all the way to Brazil. He's got to put a Brazil song on here, but it's not even really a Brazil song. It's kind of not. It's very, it reminds me of, um, and I'm sorry, sorry, Phil, reminds me of Familial. Yeah. I, I got, I, I liked Shangri-La. I thought it was, it wasn't like, you know, blowing my dick off. I mean, it was fun. It's, I mean, there wasn't anything wrong with Shangri-La. I was like, okay, cool. Ed's got some chops. You know, and then he got to Brazil and I was like, mm, OK, I mean, I'm not hating it, but like, like the, the the long intro, nothing really happens. And then there's like a four in the floor beat that comes in and like a really kind of like almost what is it? That bass riff is like one note, right? 
It, it is, Colin. <laughs> Colin? Like, you Colin, Colin, goddamn Greenwood from the band Radiohead? The band like, that that's we... a hard get if you're Ed O'Brien. Right. You can't just... You're Ed O'Brien from Radiohead. You can't just go to Colin Greenwood of Radiohead. You gotta. You can't just be like, oh, hey, mate, we've known each other for over two decades. Can you be on my album? He's going to say no. You got to go through the proper channels. Yeah. And when you finally get to Colin, you go, you go through his you go through his manager, who's probably the same manager as you because you're both in Radiohead, but it's like a whole legal thing. You get Colin on your album and you're like, all right, you know that one note? Just do that one. <laughs> like the one that you hate doing, just do, do it. Yeah, it was like a revenge thing. Like, oh, I know this is his least favorite note to play on the bass. <laughs> He's been going on about this note. He hates it. I'm gonna make him do it over and over again. And over like, and over. When the when that when that part of the song comes on, it's a, it's less boring, but it's still it's like it feels really generic. Like like a guy from Radiohead did this one. Are you sure? It, yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like uh like when people have like their mid career turn. Like they're usually guitar artists, and they have a mid career turn into doing electronic music. Yeah, and it's not good. The only exception to that rule is Paul McCartney, who did it, and then just made some baller shit. Uh, but... It, I mean, it just, I, I'll feels... die on the hill of simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It's the best Christmas song. And I don't like the Beatles at all. I don't like... I just not a... No, but there's something about duck, that duck, song. Duck, 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 duck. Yeah. The, the synths. It's fucking great. Paul McCartney can do synths. You know it's what? It's weird. Wonderful Christmas time is better than Brazil. Yeah, I, we we might get flagged for that because a lot of people hate that song. A lot I of don't people know don't why. like. It's I, I don't know. It's corny, but it's like at least it's catchy. <laughs> Welcome to beetling up something good. <laughs> we're talking about the Beatles because we don't really have anything else to say about Brazil, right? Is that kind of boring? Is that why we're uh, talking about Paul McCartney right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's get into some deep days. Yeah. Yeah, let's 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 do some deep days. Let's do a deep dive into deep days. Deep days is this? It's all right. It's on the verge of slapping. It's yeah. It's just pretty. It's... it's not. It doesn't slap. I don't. Do not misquote me on that. Enemy. I know you're out there. Like you're just waiting for me to slip up. Yeah, waiting I'm for the waiting for the Nikki you. Flowers soundbite. Fuck off. They're gonna. Uh, use, oh, they're gonna use that one. Damn it. Fuck. God so damn deep it. days does not slap. It's, it does not. You can see how maybe a little bit more time in the studio, they could have made it slap, right? There's elements. There's elements. It's got a nice groove. It's pretty darn catchy. Yeah. Again, weirdly 90s Britpop feeling. Yes. Uh, lyrically, also, it feels like fucking present tense from a moonshade pool. Because there's a lot of like yearning in here we're people on the edge of the night we start this dance tonight never to drop it sounds it's it's like a kind of like between present tense and the worst edm you've ever heard yeah i was just about to say like anytime any lyric is like we're gonna dance tonight i just tune out i'm i don't care that this is the best night of our lives and we're gonna dance and we only have one night left yeah no I, i don't know which comedian did that bit but it's true i'm sick of hearing about it here's the thing only one artist can tell me that we're going to dance tonight and it's going to be fine. Uh, and it's... Um, Daft Punk? It's, no, it's Paul McCartney in the song Dance Tonight from the album Memory Almost Fill. Gotta love that shit. It's just him and it's a kick drum and it's 
uh, a ukulele. This is a, an episode of Paul McCartney. Who are you? <laughs> no, but No, but who are you? <laughs> I thought I knew you. We, we, we've, I mean, we've been friends, but we really bonded over the course of this, this podcast. And, and part of what we bonded over was how shit the Beatles are. And you're coming over here. Oh, Paul, I'm going to, oh, I love Paul McCartney. I'm going to kiss him on his stupid lips. That's what you sound like. Here's my thing. I, I do not like the Beatles as a band, but Paul McCartney, that dude can slap. Like my man over here with a guitar <sighs> and uh, some whistling, and that's my shit. Maybe I just haven't given him a chance. But I'm afraid. I'm afraid that if I start liking Paul McCartney, then I'll like my brain will turn to mush and I'll start liking the Beatles, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, you can absolutely you can separate the the two. Okay. Because you can pretend you can be like, oh, Paul McCartney's just some guy that came up in the '70s. He did not. All he right. was not in a so, boy band. So with Paul McCartney, what you're saying is you can separate the artist from the fart. Yes. <laughs> the Beatles are hey. the, the Beatles are the fart. Um. So yeah, deep days. <laughs> what, what do you think about it? Deep days. This is like I said. Like you said, it's on the verge of slapping. It's like it's interesting, but it could have been better. And yeah. it's just a lot of the songs in this album blend in together for me. They're not bad, but they're yeah, not this is, memorable. This is not like tearing my hair out. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. It's but... not weather. It's not familial. No, what, don't don't badmouth Weatherhouse. <laughs> Sorry, that one was good. That was the good one. This is that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, and even still, familiar wasn't like gut wrenchingly bad. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, Deep Days is better than Brazil. Apparently, according to uh, the genius uh, credits here, mm-hmm. uh, there is a uh, studio here that they recorded this in England called Assault and Battery Studios, which is so fucking British. Jesus Christ. Slow down. What is with that stupid island? <laughs> I wish that Radiohead still had their old studio, which was called Canned Applause. I thought that was funny. That's See, that's good. That's how you name a studio. Yeah, like my home studio, it's just called A Little Room. I don't even have a room. <laughs> <laughs> I just record whatever. You just, just outside, inside, underground, in the sky. Yep. Anywhere. I mean, this next one, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long road getting from there to here. Okay, I want to talk about how the very beginning of this song... It's been a long time. No. Uh Uh-uh. Go ahead. (laughs) No. No, 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 go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I want to talk about how... But my time is finally near. (laughs) Okay. And I could see my dream come alive at last. Uh-huh. I will touch the sky. All right, I swear. Long I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I was wait I was waiting for the for for the uh for the rest ghost of it. to leave your body. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't a that was that wasn't a ghost. That's just pure Star Trek Enterprise. I love it. It's the best Star Trek. <laughs> it ever. is. It's so good. It's just so it's so clever and like well-written. <laughs> oh, Ooh. okay, that was a ghost. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, this one's a long time coming. The beginning of the song sounds like fucking, um, the lyrically sounds like Don't Stop Believing by Journey, the worst song ever made. <laughs> I know. Um, I like the opening riff, though. I like I like how it opens up. The guitar, the guitar work in this is, is pretty good. 
It's pretty good. I think Ed's a good guitarist. He's one of those, he's the one guy in Radiohead who actively contributes to, like, Guitar Freak magazine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, and I feel like he, we don't, we barely talk about Ed. Like, yeah. us, too, but also, in general, like, Radiohead fans. Hate well, Ed. Like, they just despise him. They they have... Um, they want him they, dead They so print bad. out pictures of Ed, and they throw darts at his face. And knives. They hate Ed. It's so weird, because he's, like, you know, without Ed, you know, he's 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 very much... Not really in the shadows. Like you can you can pick out his contributions if you're listening to him, but like he's not uh, he's not at the forefront really. I like that this album. He is like, hey, it's me. I'm here, and you know he doesn't he doesn't nail it 100 percent of the time. But it's cool that you're hearing pure Ed. You know. Yeah, and honestly, without Ed, it's just radio, ha. Huh? <laughs> that fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good okay that's true he's the secret weapon yeah it's just you know he's not as you know on the guitar he's not as uh you know flashy as johnny you know and no one can be but you know you gotta have a rhythm guitarist you yeah gotta, you gotta have that that guitar foundation if you want to you want to have a johnny if you want to have you 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 want a johnny you need an ed it's like a yin and yang thing I think so. Right? Absolutely. You need an Ed if you want a Johnny. Is that just like the, the, like in general, like you need to have a child named Ed before you can have a child named Johnny? It's the natural order of things, Mace. You cannot have a Johnny without an Ed. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Ah, that song's all right. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the guitar works pretty good. It's not... Like I said, he's not he's not a flashy guitar player. He's he uh, I don't want to like I'm not trying to disparage him. He he does what the track needs him to do. Yeah. Not in a Ringo Starr way where he does the bare minimum, but like he's he's a very utilitarian guitar player. Right. Is that fair? That's fair. I would say that's fair. Like he he does. He's there. Yeah, he does a good job. He shows and up. He's happy does to be work. there. Yeah. And uh, uh, the chorus is nice. I gotta say, oh, the chorus is yeah. much better than the verse. Oh hell yeah! Um, like r- real, real shimmery and like real emotional a, a little bit, you know. Like the verse kind of it's okay, and then you get to the chorus, and then you get back to the verse, and then you get back to the chorus, and then the ending comes out of nowhere, and it just kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just my thing is I'm tired of uh, people who are in Radiohead. Uh, writing songs about being happy and they sound like aliens doing it. <laughs> uh, I smile and show my teeth, which is how you smile. <laughs> uh, which is like, I, like hearing any Tom York thing where he's like happy. Like, I'm, I, don't get me wrong. Happy, he's happy. Oh, I love it. You love to see it. You genuinely love to see it because if you've seen the documentary, that God, it's just... hard to get him to smile. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the name of the documentary, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> it's hard to get him to smile. A film by Grant G about Radiohead, right? Um, but it, it's just some of these solo projects—they just seem very stilted. Yeah, um... I'm just glad that Johnny hasn't tried to sing. He just has stuck to scores right actually well a johnny solo album would be really interesting to hear 
I would like it. Can he sing? Is that like a thing that he's known for? I don't think I've ever heard him sing before. He doesn't do vo- uh, backup vocals? I don't think so. I like if he has, I don't know how to pick them out. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Maybe that's why he does scores. Well, you know, Ed's trying. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, it's not, I, I feel like this, this album, like track by track is really uneven. Like the opening track was, was pretty good. Second track was, eh. third track was pretty good for, eh, you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's on and off. I mean, what are you expecting? A mass in the middle of the, the album? <gasps> yeah, actually we, there is one. There is a song called mass in the middle of the album. That's what we're talking about next. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. That's it. <laughs> That's kind of all I got in my notes. <laughs> I, you know, I try really hard, you know, as listeners uh, will know, I'm not good at talking about music as a, as a semi-professional musician and a host of a podcast dedicated to talking about music. But I try really hard to, to figure out what I like about a song, what I don't like about a song. It's hard to sometimes vocalize that, which is great for when you're talking about it on a podcast, but, but with the, with mass, I, it didn't do anything for me, and I'm not sure why. I've listened to this album like three times now. We've had like three false starts, and we've had three final listens. I've listened to this more than a couple albums, you know, a couple, uh, you know, episodes, because we usually try and do at least two. I've done like three or four of Ed's, Ed's uh, bit, and I still can't for the life of me figure out what, A, what Mass is trying to do, and B, why it's not doing it for me. I don't know. It's just, I just don't like it. That's all I have. It's like going to actual Catholic mass. Oh, God. Uh, just the goddamn worst. There's no reason for that to be an hour long. In 2017, I went to a wedding that was, uh, according to my partner, MG, a full Catholic mass. She's, she used to be Catholic. Uh, I, well, is Catholic. No. I guess. I feel I don't like know it's what, hard to be, it's hard to be Catholic. It is way more easy to, oh, I used to be Catholic. I feel like a lot. I, I don't I don't know what her what her exact stance on it is at the moment, yeah. but we went to a wedding that was a full Catholic mass and it was like two and a half hours long. It's exhausting. Uh, and and you, there's I, when I was a kid, I told I told my grandmother about this. Um, she would take us to church every Sunday. You know, one of the only days we had off from school. Let's just waste two hours at fucking church. I didn't say that. I just kept, I said that in my head. Um, but like the thing, if you're not Catholic, the thing with Catholic church is there's a lot of kneeling. Um, there's a lot of sitting and then there's a lot of standing, but they're all mixed up. So some, so there'll be a moment where you have to stand and then there's a part where the, you have to kneel and then you have to stand again to say to him. And then you sit down and listen to the priest rattle on about nothing. And then you kneel again and then you stand up there. It's just, it's boring, but also tedious. Like there should just be like, here's the kneeling section here's the section where you sit and then here's the section where you stand but no they gotta shuffle it up no yeah they they do that and then you have to sing songs that you don't know the lyrics to oh yeah <laughs> and you don't want to sing <laughs> even if you knew the lyrics so then you got your you got your parent or your your guardian like elbowing you like sing the fucking sing the song yeah there's a whole john mulaney bit about this that it's, I had... it's universal like you <laughs> kids do not want to sing the dads are singing way too loud and the dads are like, sing, sing. They're like, they're like angrily pointing at the, the hymnal, like, just sing, sing it. Just sing the shit. Fuck. Yeah. And this yeah. song is the most boring parts of a Catholic mass. Uh, yeah. And also. Which is awesome. Here's what, here's what sucks. Um, 
Laura Marling does vocals on this. Great uh, voice. Great, incredible voice. Fantastic. Laura Marling, if you've never heard her solo stuff, it's wonderful. Um, you know who drums on this? <gasps> Is it our boy? It's not Phil. Oh. It's the person you would least expect to ever drum on this. Uh, Ed Miliband. No, Glenn Kachi of Wilco. What? <laughs> yeah. Of the Wilcos? Yeah. Wow. Of Jeff Tweedy and his four dads. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, cool. I barely know anything about Wilco except for Impossible Germany, and they're all fathers. They're all dads, even if they're not. Even if they're not, yeah. Mm, is he on any other track? I think. That's good, because it would be kind of a, I mean, you get you get Mr. Wilco. You, yeah, that you put him on mass. It's like it's like Colin on Brazil doing one note on the bass. It's like he got a bunch of great people and then underused them. I just feel like, uh, and I know Ed is listening and he's probably heartbroken. This is like with Phil. Ed, we love you. We respect you. We love spect you. Re love you. Rove. Rev. Respect. We we really like what you do, Ed. I just feel like you you gotta. We're not. Don't do another album. We want to hear more of it. I feel like this one's uneven. I just feel like he's not fully comfortable with his songwriting abilities. Do you know what I mean? Like it feel like a lot of the songs feel kind of generic and um, toothless. And I think. Not because he's not talented. I feel like he's holding himself back. Like he's not confident enough. Yeah. Like I read a, th I read, um, a thing. You know how Apple Music has sometimes like a blurb about the album? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was reading. Um, actually, let me pull that up because it, it kind of summarizes what I think is the, like a big problem with the album. Yeah, he said. Yeah, it says right here. Like um, he'd been writing his own material since the making of OK Computer. A couple of things slowed his path towards turning his ideas into songs. One was confidence. I didn't know how to write, he tells Apple Music. I had a lot of musical motifs, but kind of ridiculously, I don't know why I didn't ever sit down with Tom York and say, how do you do it? And anything that I started writing, it was like, well, it's not as good as Street Spirit. Okay. I mean, which I mean, the problem is that he sat down with Tom Tork instead, it looks like. Yeah. And he he can he can fix a mean car. <laughs> but I don't think he's a musician. He's not a musician. So, I don't know, it just... I feel like he just needs to... And this was received well, right? Like, I read that this was not, like, critically panned. No, so maybe it was, he's it was... Maybe he's got a little more confidence. I, I want him to keep trying, because it would be... He is kind of, like, the, 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 the special sauce of Radiohead. You don't really think about it, but he's important. He's integral to the band. Yeah, and I I can see the potential. I can see that he's gonna gonna grow. Let's just hope he doesn't do a heel turn and turn into a bankster. Nikki, what? Where did all the money go? Why is where did all the money go? It's it's in Bill's house. And it's in Fred's house. It's the, <laughs> the money's not in the bank. <laughs> that's not a that's not a great impression, but. You get what I'm going for. So, Banksters. Yeah. Uh, this one kind of slaps. What do you think? A lot of songs in this album aren't about anything, and then suddenly this song <laughs> is specifically about the 2008 banking crisis. 
this is uh what happened here <laughs> he broke out he was like hey fun computer love what you're doing glad we could collab on shangri-la and the others i'm gonna need the angry computer real quick and he pulled out the angry computer there's no fun there's no fun flash games on this computer let me tell you no it's, there's only like excel documents excel uh, the anarchist cookbook is in here oh yeah <laughs> he's got don't steal this book you know he stole it i you know it, <laughs> it's it's very um gee i wonder what he's talking about hmm if only he was less subtle about what his theme was for this song <laughs> where he just he says fuck first of all uh yeah wow i was not expecting that the first time i, I listened to this which you know what he's incongruously angry about something that happened in 2008 <laughs> i think we should still be angry about that because we are t i mean in a lot of ways we're still dealing with the fallout of that like, oh yeah you know it's, i mean i don't know I, I can only come at this from a an American perspective, which apologies. We we rag on the UK, but boof, boy, we have no... Boy, are we stupid. Yeah, woof, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, we talk about the, the 2008 recession and how it took a couple of years, but we finally managed to pull out of it. Did we though? Well, no, we didn't. Cause... We didn't recover. And I don't think a lot of, I think a lot of part of the world, you know, in the UK, the, I mean... There's a lot of austerity politics that are similar to what we're, we've got going on in America, but it's like such a part of the political identity uh, in like the the conservatives in the UK. It's just like we need austerity. This is what I I just feel like we never truly, as a global economy, we never really pulled out of the 2008 uh, depression. I don't even think it was a recession. I think this was like a full blown depression. And we should be angry. We should be as angry as Phil about it. Almost, you know, you know, t 10, uh, 12 years, uh, you know, 12 years on. He's pissed. He's pissed. No, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm going to retract what I said about being incongruously angry. We should we should definitely still be angry. I just think it's weird to do it in 2020 in the middle of your album. Also, we're you could say about the current economy problems. <laughs> Yeah, like, this is very clearly about, like, Bernie Madoff. Right, yeah, it's, like, a very specific, yeah. Like, maybe he got burnt by Bernie Madoff. What happened there? <laughs> he's he's angry. He he should be angry. This is weird to do it in the middle of your album. Yeah. 2020. Especially amidst songs that aren't that at all good. political or <laughs> that good. Um, and this one also isn't amazing. I, I think it's a little too dad rock for me. I really enjoy it, but also I did just go on at length about how um, about how I love Paul McCartney's solo albums. Right, so we can't trust any of your opinions <laughs> from now on. So yeah, so listen to me, <laughs> listeners. Um, I think it's got a pretty good beat. I think it's fine. I just don't like the, I. The only thing about the chorus that I love is how much he says "fuck." He says "fuck" so much. Let Ed say "fuck." Uh, however, the only opinion you should listen to me on is, uh, whether or not Polk Pole Revolving Doors is good, which it is. It's not. Um, this is, this is the eternal struggle. This is, um, honestly, with our, with our sister podcast and also with you, we talk about how 
we have to do a yearly episode of that, even if we're not friends, I think it's going to be pull, pull revolving doors that is going to break up our friendship. <laughs> I feel like that's been brewing for so long, though. Oh, like, it's just, you know, it started as jokes and it's still jokes. But I really don't like that song. Oh, you'll learn. It's okay. It's like how when when adults say that. Um, oh, you get more conservative as you grow yeah. up. You'll you'll <laughs> you'll become as much of a piece of a shit as I am. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's like you'll become more conservative as you grow up. Mm, okay, you can bet on that. Sure, we'll see how that goes. That, but it's about pull pull revolving doors, and it's true. So that means you're wrong, and I'm correct. Great. So let's sail on from this discussion <laughs> and talk oh. about the next track in the album. Uh, I love this. Um, I love this uh, Christopher Cross cover. No, wait, that's sailing. No, it's not that fun. <laughs> I, I will say I didn't like it. I didn't love Banksters. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And this is uh, the pattern I'm noticing on this album is every time he starts to have fun. The next track, he's like, well, hold on. I got to get boring again. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop having fun. Whoa, slow down. We're having a little bit too much fun saying fuck. <laughs> this is... Talking shit about Bernie Madoff. <laughs> yeah. Ceylon is like a demo of a Bono song. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Not, not an 80s Bono song. Like a current Bono song. The Irish have had a rough week what with Artemis Fowl coming out. Oh, God. Yeah, I actually, um, I, I, I tried watching that. You you were talking about it, and I could not. Because I, I liked those books as a kid. I, I like, it was, it was like Harry Potter, but if he wasn't a cop. But he's even more of a cop in this one. In the movie, yeah. Yeah. But not in the book. Like, it completely rewrites the... the oh, don't even get me started on it. The movie, they tried to... They Here's the thing. With the movie, and this is a review of Artemis Fowl, Fallen Up Something Good, a limited run prestige podcast about <laughs> Artemis Fowl. Um, it's a, such a piece of dog shit. And mm. also, um, they tried to cast Artemis Fowl like he's young Sherlock, but like Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Like, that kind yeah. of annoying Sherlock. Oh, yeah. No, they totally were like, we need like a little Cumberbatch. <laughs> Like uh, they called up Benedict, like, "Hey, do you have a shitty son?" <laughs> <laughs> he's so little and so rude. God, I want to punch him. He's not he's... like that in the books at all, though. Yeah, he's God. a little mean boy. When and also, he's you have to, to you have to deal with Josh Gad. Ugh. Josh Gad is pretty fucking cool. I, I just don't say... like him in anything that he's in. As a person, he's probably fine. Exactly. That's my thing. I don't like him in anything that he's in. Yeah. Uh, I have not enjoyed a Frozen movie. I'm sure it's great for other people. It's not for me because I'm an I'm an adult male. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you do go to Disney a lot, so you're not uh, not anymore fully absolved. <laughs> well, nobody can. That's not that's a technicality. <laughs> I I'm like an adult man, but it's just not my target market. Like yeah. I'm I'm I am not the thing that they're aiming Frozen at, and that's okay. Well, it's we're also not the target audience for Artemis Fowl, but. It's just, I mean, even beyond that, it's just bad. And Ceylon is bad. It's not fun. It's, it's it just... It goes nowhere. It does It, it does feels nothing. Like, a, like if a shanty was bad. And how can you fuck up a, a sea shanty? Like, I'm just reading the, the lyrics and they're just... Uh. Come on, hit, hit us with those lyrics. <sighs> Hold on. I just... Ceylon is the intro. Mm-hmm. Classic, Ceylon. you got the title. 
Um, and then he's like, the lighthouse stands on the headland, proud and free, which sounds like a national anthem to me. Mm, yeah, not, it's a little... Not the national anthem by Radiohead from the album Kid A from 2000, which is an incredible <laughs> song. Which is amazing. Let's not, uh, let's not mince fucking, words here. I kind of, I like, I like, I like where like that could have, like, yeah. like where it could have gone. It could have been interesting. It reminds me of, I don't know if you ever heard uh, Deer Hunter's Halcyon Digest. No. There's a song on there very similarly titled Sailing. Uh, and it has a very, very similar chorus where Bradford Cox sings, uh, Only fear can make you feel lonely out here. And he makes it way more interesting mm. than this. Yeah. Yeah, this is just kind of... Eh. I, I don't know. It just... Yeah, I, I that's all I got to say. I feel... That's... I feel this is like the familial episode. Like I feel bad about trashing all these songs, but like I can't lie to you, Ed. It's not all bangers, and they should be. No, it's just mash. It's no bangers. Ugh. Yeah, you want to you want to hear you want to hear about something that has an unfortunate title? Um, now it's called Olympic. Uh, well, what's unfortunate about that? Um, Olympic, we don't like the Olympics. Oh, I thought there was like an extra, like, cause it's spelled differently. I thought it was like a reference to something. Yeah, no, the Olympics can fuck off. Yeah, but what do you think about Olympic, the song? He's back to having fun. Like, yeah, he's, he's having like, a lot of fun on this one. This is like, he, this is, I swear to God, this is just like the track listing is like, mm, this is fun. Put a boring one. Okay, this is boring. Put a fun one. <laughs> Olympic is really fun. And also like. This is the closest he gets to, like, full-throated ambition. This is... You know what I mean? Because he said it himself that he's not confident. Yeah. That he's not sure of himself when it comes to songwriting. But this genuinely feels like he he really tried. Like, he wanted... This feels like him starting to leave his comfort zone. Yeah, and just putting his best... His 110% into it. This is the best... This is the best song on the album, right? It is. It's 100% the best song on the album. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. It just. It's also this about is... Carl Sagan. No shit. Yeah. Cause on these things on this pale blue dot and he's like, uh, so he said this on December 2nd, 2019. Okay. Um, God, that on Instagram a million years ago. <laughs> he said this on Instagram when talking about the songs on the album. He says, at this time, I also happened to come across Carl Sagan's beautiful words, which accompany that iconic photo of the earth, known as the pale blue dot. Check them out if you don't know them. Truly words for our times. This, <laughs> has, this has big, like, song of the summer energy. Right, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Like, you may not know about him. There's this guy called Carl Sagan. <laughs> I, it's a good song. It's fun. It's interesting. I'm not, like, I'm not going to be a dick about it. No, there's no, I mean, it would be weird if you were, because there's no, there's no, there's no reason to be a dick about this one. This one's just really good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's the most engaging that this album gets. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Sadly, it doesn't end there. <laughs> it doesn't, but I like it. I like Cloak of the Night. Uh, I mean, you know how I am about acoustic guitar ballads. 
I know. I and that's know. a personal thing. That's just, I mean, people, this is one of those, like, if you disagree with me on Pole Pole Revolving Doors, you're wrong. But if you disagree with me on whether Cloak of the Night is boring, if you think it's not boring and it's actually good, that is a valid opinion. I but... just really like Laura Marling. Oh, no, she, no problems with her. I, I've never heard her work. This is the first, uh, this is the first time I've, I've been aware of her. Uh, this mm. album, incredible voice. The the yeah. du- the duet aspect of the song is is the thing I like the most about it. Yeah, I don't it know. It just... does remind me of a Mount Erie song. I don't know why. It kind of doesn't sound like that, but it just still reminds me of it. Mm, it's got shades of Mount Erie. I can see that shades, but it doesn't. It's not. It's not a Mount Erie song. No, because if it was, I'd really like it. <laughs> that's the thing i'm not I, i'm not fully against a, like i don't hear an acoustic guitar and go fuck it no i'm closing my ears like i don't know you just have to do something real you gotta really you gotta really hook me with it i think yeah also and this just uh, doesn't i don't know yeah it's, it's it's whatever to me also rolling stone liked this album a lot which i, I kind of makes me Everything that Rolling Stone happens to like, and this is not trying to be, like, pretentious, it's not trying to be, like, you know, "Mm, I know better than this publication, but weirdly enough, everything Rolling Stone happens to like, I am always middling on. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, when when was the last time Rolling Stone, like, nailed it? Like the (laughs) 70s. Right. (laughs) And I I mean, that's not a dig on them, it's just personally, like, the way it aligns. No, it's just, no, I'm the same way, it just somehow... You know, like, there's certain publications that are just, like, they get it. They get me. Yeah. It's like they're writing for me, and the Rolling Stone is just, like, weird, like, somehow just always the opposite. It's just, like, Rolling Stone is, like, the U.S.'s enemy. <laughs> they re- And they really liked this. They really liked this one, this album. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's just... I don't know. This, uh... I would have ended it with Olympic. I also would have ended it... I, I would have swapped Olympic and Cloak of the Night. Oh, yeah. D- I think... Yeah, I'm not saying get rid of this completely. This is not, this is such a weird sudden end to the album. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like, or put another song after Cloak of the Night, right? Like this, do some, like this, it shouldn't be, I think that's maybe partly uh, what's preventing me from like really giving a shit about this. It, it, it shouldn't be the end. I think he should have made it a solid 10 and put yeah. that non-album single on there. You haven't heard it yet, but... Would that fit like, with the rest of the album? Yeah, yeah, sort of. It was basically it's it, it's it's the way I can describe it is as Tree Fingers Two. I feel like See, ending I like that ending an album with a Tree Fingers Two works. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised nobody's tried to name a song Tree Fingers Two though. Well, there's always time. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten to the end of the album here. Whew. Yep. And I got a question for you, Nikki. And uh, what what question would that be? Are you hungry? No. Uh, are you picking god, some good? Oh my god! Yes. I have, uh, I'm oh sorry. yeah. Let me uh, let me just uh, let me just get my little my little guy here. Let me get my little boy. Um. Uh. <laughs> Sailing takes me away to where I've always do 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 and then carry me 
And soon I will be free. Alright. Uh what's your ticker tape scene? Uh I'm picking up something Nah. Picking up something middling. Yeah. Sad. I think that's how I would translate that sound. It's just it's it's it has its moments, but if I'm judging it as a whole, mm-hmm. I don't really know how much I'm gonna be revisiting this album. Yeah, I'm gonna be same. fully honest. Even the tracks that I liked aren't like I don't know. <laughs> if they show up on a playlist, I'll listen to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, certain certain songs, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I just. Uh, I feel like it's Ed O'Brien of Radiohead. I really, I, I think I came in with this with high, high hopes. I really, I, I really wanted this to be good. I really, because this is, this was the first one. This was the first Ed. Yeah, but he kind of, kind of let us down. And I feel like I don't. And like I, like I said earlier, this isn't because he's not talented. This isn't because he's not a good musician. He said it himself. It was a confidence thing. It yeah. was a I can't write street spirit. So what if what if what am I even doing here? And like, but no he one, did write no street one, spirit. But that's the thing. He helped. He was on street spirit. <laughs> he did do that. He works with the men who did street spirit. Like he those can, are his coworkers. He has the personal phone number of the man who wrote street spirit. Talk to him. Go to Tom York and be like, hey, how do you do that? Even he said he was like, I don't know why I hadn't done that. Do it. There, yeah. There's there is potential here. Like like with Olympic especially. Like there is something. He's got something that the other members of Radiohead do not have. And he I think a second album it's a Phil situation. Familial? Eh. Weatherhouse? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think he needs another one. Another one. Another one. Much like DJ Khaled says, uh, another one, and it's fine. Anyway, that's that's Earth by EOB. Uh, and I'm going to stop the show here. Uh, did... uh, hey, is this, uh, is this picking up something good? Uh, hello? Uh, Who's this? Hey, it's, uh, it's your old pal Tom Twerk. Oh, fuck, it's Tom Twerk. What's up, dude? Yeah, it's Tom Twerk. It's been a while, but uh, I heard my name uh, a few, like a, a little bit ago in this little episode thing, and uh... yeah, I'm so sorry. We're you were, we were mean to you. I'm sorry. That's uh, fine. You guys are, yeah, you got your goofs here. It's just a bunch of bunch of goofballs. You two, us, all of you. It's full of yeah. you. That's good. That's good. What have you been? What have you been up to? What have you been up to? Oh, uh, you know, just chilling, doing the, doing my ghost stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Casper? Yeah, yeah, what's up with him? Yeah, he rules. Uh, I've been hanging out with him. Okay, uh, well, why are you here? He's, I- uh, yeah, Casper's, he's, he's as friendly as you, as you think he would be. Real down to earth. But he's mm-hmm. a ghost, so he's not, you know? <laughs> oh, I get it, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were, we were just at the Pablo Honey Baby's house the other day, and we were talking about, uh... You know, we were just talking about, you know, with everything going on these days. Wait, you know? hold on. Wait, you were at the Pablo Honey Baby's house? Sorry, I, it took me a second to process that. What? 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 Yeah, you know the, you, you know the, you, you did an episode about the, the album, Pablo Honey. Yeah, and we've been looking for him for my brother, so Tom, fucking long. Tom York. Yeah, he's from Radiohead, yeah. 
We've been looking for the Pablo Honey Baby for so long, and you've been listening to this show, yeah, and you haven't every, said anything every week. about it. Well, not every week. You guys, you guys are really bad at uploading episodes. I, I know, I know, but like you, every single episode, we're talking about the Pablo Honey Baby, and you haven't said anything at all. You haven't called into the show. Uh, so, well, however you do that, you just haven't told us. Wait, well, you you, you just never asked. So you're saying we could have had the Pablo Honey Baby. We could have known where the Pablo Honey Baby is this yeah. whole time. Yeah, I'm, like, really good friends with him. He's cool. Can you tell us how to find the Pablo Honey Baby? Like, where, where the Pablo Honey Baby is? Well, you know, he's uh, he's not exactly, uh, like, a. he doesn't want to be found. I mean, that's why, he, that's probably why, he, you know, that's probably why you've had a hard time finding him. He's, uh kind of a recluse mm-hmm. but we, we just we just want to get an interview that's all we want we want to talk to him maybe uh, five ten minutes i don't know uh, yeah we just listen here's the deal he'd be pretty pissed off if i just gave you his address mm-hmm. um, that works so uh, here's what i'll do okay i like you guys both of you are cool i'm gonna give you a series of riddles okay as is that... the ghost way. Okay. Yeah, uh, you guys are gonna... Mm. 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 Sorry. I don't want to... Oh, acid reflux. But ghost acid reflux. So it just uh, passes through you, yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's a nightmare. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna... Uh, yeah, send you a series of riddles. You got, um... You have ghost mail? Uh, no, I don't. You don't have a Gmail account? I got a Gmail account. Is that ghost mail? Yeah, it's ghost mail. What, That's what, what the G stands for? Yeah, what's she... <laughs> Of course. Doesn't... <laughs> Casper. <laughs> He's picking up something good, people. They don't even know what ghost mail is. Oh, they're fucking losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just harassing you. He's cool. All right, yeah, I'll send you a ghost mail. Um... Okay, so here's the thing. Nikki's moving, uh, and we don't actually have, like, the bandwidth to be able to go find the Pablo Honey Baby for a little while. Mm. Uh, would it be fine? Like, do you think it'll be okay if we, like, wait a couple weeks? Uh, yeah, a couple weeks would be fine. Yeah? Okay. That 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 works for me. Um, just go ahead and send me that ghost mail. We'll get it taken care of. We had, I got a guy in the chair who knows how to read ghosts, so we can do it. Sick. Sick. Okay, cool. Cool. I don't have to translate. All right. Uh, cool. I'll send that over to you. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's about it. I'm hey, just, I'm... Tor- hey, Tork, you asshole, we're out of beer! Oh, uh, so, uh, fuck, okay, yeah, we, okay, well, I gotta go, um... Okay, that, see, I'm just, I'm really, really, really grateful for this, uh, this is an insane development for the last episode. Thank you so much, thank you so much, Tom Tork. Yeah, great timing, huh? Yeah, oh my god. Whew. Well, um... Uh, don't, don't haunt what I wouldn't haunt. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> sure. I don't know what that means, but sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you thank you'll you. get it when you're a ghost. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, my nose is bleeding. Oh, I have great fucking news for you. Sorry about your nose. Oh God, what was that? Oh, was that uh, Tom? Was that Tom Tork? Tom Tork, and it was Tom Tork, and he was the helpful this time. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, I know. You know how we've been looking for the Pablo Honey Baby for so fucking long? Uh, for about a year now? Uh, yeah. And they won't get back yeah. to you, won't do anything. 
God, I know you're just gonna you're just gonna rub it in, then I can't find the stupid baby. Um, he actually has always known where the baby is, and we never asked. What? Yeah, he's always this whole time known where what the fucking mean? baby is. What do you is. mean we never asked? Why would we ask a ghost where the yeah. Pablo Honey baby is? I and don't we know. Can't even, we can't even get a hold of him. He just shows up and in- inhabits my body. Wait, so we wait, so he, we we can just go to the baby. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, but I mentioned that you know you're moving. You got all the you got all this all the stuff going on that we won't be able to do it. Will it be Will it be cool for a couple weeks? Yeah, he said it's cool. Tom Torque hasn't really steered us wrong before. He's I mean, not, he he's been fine. It's not been that helpful, but I mean, hey, he pulled through for us now. Yeah, I mean, then, now we have that information. We know the baby is. We can get over we there. Can we can finally do get an interview. Ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, just um, real, real casual. Real cash, um, and then that'll be that. It's actually perfect because it's next episode's the last episode. Oh man, we couldn't have planned it better ourselves. Honestly, like it works out. All right, sweet. Okay, so, oh my god, that's really exciting. Okay, fuck. Okay, so season two finale. Next next what episode. Are we, what are we doing? We're covering Besides. some B sides, and we've got a special interview with the Pablo Honey Baby. Uh, wow. that that's gonna be fucking great. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, so we're we're interviewing the real Pablo Honey Baby. You're not fucking with me? Yeah. We're oh interviewing the real Pablo Honey Baby, and we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to finally talk to that stupid baby. Yeah, that fucking baby, that little boy. Oh, man, this is really exciting. It is. It's incredible. It's like, been a we, year. It's been a year. We've been building up to this. And we get to we get to end end the the this season the way that we have mm. The way that we intended to. God, this this is this fucking rules. Okay. Oh my god, I'm elated. God. This has been picking up something good. Ah, man. Woo. <sighs> a limited event prestige podcast about Radiohead. My name is Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel, and you can find me online uh, at Echo Vessel or on you know Instagram at Echo Vessel. You know what? I'm gonna be nice to Echo Vessel this time because I am so happy about this. Holy I'm shit! Not even, yeah, I'm not even gonna say fuck Echo Vessel this time. Or no, yeah. you're Echo Vessel. I always get it mixed up. Okay, that's awesome. I'm excited. My name is Nikki Flowers. I've always been Nikki Flowers, and I always will be. I've, I play music as Nikki Flowers. Um, uh, I can't even. I'm so excited about this Pablo Honey baby. I can't even just find me on Twitter at if police. What? Whatever. Sure. Ah, this is so exciting. We want ah. a label called Neo Detritus. Also, um, yes. depending on when this episode comes out, we have or will have some music coming out. Um, and we also have a podcast called And Also With You. Um, there's a yearly uh, Star Wars podcast that uh, had its first episode in May, and we'll have its next episode next May. Yep, uh, so check out episode one. We review Star Wars A New Hope one minute at a time, one minute per year. That's right, you heard me correctly. So check out episode one where we discuss part of the text crawl. Uh, and I also have a podcast called Radish. It's a uh, four-boy four show-and-tell podcast uh, that isn't interviewing the Pablo Honey Baby next week, so what does it matter? Yeah, fuck them. I mean, listen, but like, what do they have they had family feud but we have the pablo honey baby yeah that's true um Holy i want to also give another podcast shout out um couple of the radish boys uh plus another boy uh do kid nation nation it's a podcast about the probably the single worst idea ever put on tv a reality show called kid nation where they put 40 children in a desert um that show is heinous and the podcast is incredibly funny and i recommend that as well yeah so friends of friends of the show kid nation nation so check them out 
check him out. Um, thank you to Matt and Noise Space for giving us this platform and the ability to fucking interview the goddamn Pablo Honey Baby. The Pablo Honey Baby. Holy shit. Oh, um, my God. This has been picking up some good. Uh, we'll have a great app for you next time. Holy crap. Yeah, end of season two, baby. End of season two. Bye-bye. Signing off. Bye-bye. Picking up something good. This is a podcast.